You are about to enter the mind of one Philip Krauss Jr., both a self-proclaimed and a professionally proclaimed sufferer of mental illness. So, hello everybody, welcome to Going Mental. This is a, uh, a podcast that I have started um, to chronicle my uh, therapy process and uh, to help uh, kind of spread awareness about um, mental illness as a whole and just to kind of, you know, I don't know, maybe help, you know, bring kind of more people in the community together, especially the podcasting community about mental health. And a lot of people have said this is a good idea. Uh, I've got my cousin here and good friend, uh, Colin, with me. Hello, hello. He's, uh, he's going to be joining me. We're going to be talking about some stuff. Uh, and... Uh, <clears throat> We got we got we got some points to to to, get, to go over and everything, but you know, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of casual and loose as well. I mean, I yeah. got like pointers and stuff, and we can just you know chit chat about whatever anything that comes to mind. Yep. You know what I'm saying. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about is uh, where I'm at now. Um, to kind of start off with, I'm kind of gonna chronicle these as, um how I got to how I got to where I am, but I think it'd be a good place to start by yeah. saying where I am right now. Just a short short part of it and then yeah. go back and then come back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh right, right now I am going to PHP therapy, which is five days a week, six hours a day, and you get weekends off. Um and what that is is just like like I said, doing that kind of therapy, but it's a lot of group therapy and like there's relaxation techniques and all this all this other stuff. I, I've only done the three day a week one so far, but I had a really bad moment the other night of depression and suicidal thoughts that uh, made me think, okay, I need to get as much help as possible. Um, and one of the reasons that I'm doing this and how I got here is I tried to commit suicide and was, and was hospitalized um, under a court order uh, in a place called Crossbridge. Uh, highly recommended. They are they're good people there. Uh, if you ever if you live in Alabama and need someone to go there, you want to check yourself in, or you know someone that's trying to commit suicide and you stopped them and can bring them to some place, that's a good place to go. Um, and around here, unless you, go to, unless you go to Birmingham, it's one of the only places to go. Mm-hmm. I, like. I think there's a place um, near Clanton. Yeah. Uh, or maybe there's a smaller place near Clanton, but I think they're actually tied with with um, Crossbridge and everything in Montgomery. Or are they, are they, so, they Baptist? What? Are they are they connected to Baptist Hospital? Uh, they may be because I know I know they had some to the church, so maybe them. Yeah. No, was I? Yeah, I wasn't asking if they were like you know no. Baptist Christians. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought you meant the first time. No, no. Um, th- that I give shit about. <laughs> no, in, in Crossbridge, um, when I wasn't, it was in uh, outpatient therapy for the three day therapy. Yeah. Um, I carefully do that because that makes a uh, noise. Yeah, just just when you put your phone down and stuff like that and touch the desk. All right. Um, but uh, when I went to outpatient therapy, the uh, I forget the name of the therapist, and I'm sorry about that, but she's a very nice lady. She, even she uh, said when she brought out a book of quotes from the Bible or whatever, or uh, spiritual quotes, she asked me. She asked people around like, "This isn't gonna offend anyone, is it?" And she looked at me because I was new. Yeah. And I told her, I was like, well, I'm, I'm not religious, but I, I get the message. Right. You're not going to offend me with anything. It's yeah. fine. Which I, and I thought that was really cool because a lot of places they will try to force religion down your throat and things like that. Yeah. And I'm not about that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They like, I mean, 
when you're in that kind of situation where you need help, it's not. I don't really think it's the best thing to go straight to like a, a church or a pastor because there are some pastors, like I was saying, that will mm-hmm. just shove that down their throat. Like that's yeah. the only way to being you know happy. Like I mean, the big steps and stuff like that. But you know. Some people, either they, you know, like say, like you're not really a religious person, and some yeah. people, there's not. I mean, that's it is a really hard, like, big step to take, and then yeah. depending on what you're dealing with, also it'll be kind of hard to do that. So, yeah. you just need somebody neutral, like you're saying, somebody really neutral yeah. about it. That's not gonna just be God, 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 like yeah, the, the whole time. I mean, some pastors can help you if yeah. they do it the right way. It's just if they're trying to just shove God down your throat the exactly. entire time, that's the wrong way to yeah. do it. Um. And I mean that's and also you know that's within a religion, yeah. of course. Um, but uh, yeah, so Crossbridge, I stayed there for five days. Um, met a lot of interesting people. We'll get that. We'll get to that though at a later episode. I think okay. more about me and Crossbridge and kind of the things I'm doing now. Right. You can just like update. Yeah. You're, you're doing it. What five days a week? You said. Yeah, and I'm gonna see if I can like however long I need to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you can do this. You know. Every two or three days, and then update what happened. Yeah, I, well, I have my evenings off, so I can come yeah. in like in the nice, evenings yeah. and stuff, and the weekends and everything. That'll so you know. Um. So one of the things I want to talk about after, uh, you know, kind of speaking on where I was at now, um, is growing up and like realizing now what some of the stuff was when I was growing up. Kind yeah. of that kind of affected me. Yeah. Um. Because I, I grew up with Tourette syndrome. Um, and my brain was at birth automatically at a disadvantage, you know, <laughs> like, okay, well, we're going to give him crossed wires immediately. <laughs> um, so I grew up with that and that, you know, I had vocal tics, I had, you know, uh, motor tics, yeah. uh, and they would change, uh, around, uh, a lot. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Sometimes you go back to the old ones too. Yeah. I would go back to old ones. I'd get new ones. It was very strange. I don't. I don't know if other people have that experience with Tourette's. I haven't met a lot of people. I've I've only it. met, I've met maybe two other people, um, that have. But one person I know, he has the same one, and it's making noise. Mm-hmm. And so actually, one of my friends, I don't know if it's a cousin or this other friend's family member, he has one. But yeah, uh, he also he's also uh he has um cerebral palsy. Also, oh really? And um, but he also has Tourette's. But his he makes a noise. Yeah. Kind of similar to one of the ones you had, the, the little mm, the like, thing. Mm, yeah, it's I, like close to that. I still get that sometimes. The yeah. little sometimes right. we get, it. especially if I'm I don't, I don't know why, but like when I uh, go running or working out, like when I, when I did soccer in high school, yeah, I, it it would start doing it when I was getting worn out for some reason. Yeah, it was out of breath, so maybe yeah, kick yeah. back up a lot more. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, like right now, all I I grew out of a lot of it. I do the blinking stuff still sometimes, and I'll do the of the face, yeah, which is where I, you can't. This is a podcast, you can't see what I'm doing, but I'm stretching. Right. I'm stretching like my entire face out. Right. Um. It's like it looks like I'm doing a face exercise. <laughs> um. And uh. I kind of kind of blanked out for a second. Um. But uh. Yeah. Growing up with Tourette's. Uh. Yeah. Immediately, you know, you, you go to school and you feel awkward in public, yeah. just because you know you're making noise or you're doing a you're doing a twitch like I had one where I just I would rotate my shoulder. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that, or crack like crack my neck and all this other stuff, and you just feel awkward yeah. in that situation. So I think that led to uh, future uh, like social anxiety. Yeah, uh, I think that was one of the things that happened. Um, and uh, there's just a lot like they say in therapy where the 
things that happened to you in childhood affect you like throughout the rest of your life. Right. Like, I mean, they do. Even if you don't think about it. Right. Like I, like I said the other day, how like I was saying, I was, those, I was having those bad dreams about something that I haven't thought about in years, and yeah, and it just came up. So it's still, you know, it's still in your system, even even if you do or do not think about it on a daily basis. But yeah, um, yeah, because I mean, obviously that's just a good example. That was something that happened to me when I was in my childhood, and it still affects me to this day. Yeah, without even thinking about it, it just affects me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess that's a really good example. Yeah, like d- dreams and stuff will, will bring up things that you yeah don't even think you're still going over like I'm, I had uh it wasn't too recently but uh uh maybe like a, a couple of months ago but I had a dream about my dad that di- that died when I was 18 right um and I was at his it was an actual funeral because the mm-hmm. funeral we had for him was more of a it was it was, it was, the, it was like a it was like a wake like a, at a house it was yeah. like kind of you know food and you know drinks and stuff. yeah kind of a kind of a a little celebration bit. of his life more yeah. than a than I mean, a those are always to me those are always better than actual funerals oh I mean, yeah it's it, nothing but grieving the whole time and yeah i mean i mean you know sometimes after that you go to the house and eat and stuff but mostly most people don't even want to go after that but i mean like that i mean that was a good thing i like that a lot better yeah but uh i had a i had a dream where we had like an actual funeral for him like we buried him in the ground instead of uh burning it uh burning him and putting his ashes ashes in the urn right um and he showed up to the funeral yeah it was really weird and i was I, i just stood there like like who the fuck are you? And like in the dream, I remember he was saying like, "I'm his brother, I'm his twin brother," and like all this stuff like yeah. that. And I'm like, what? Like, like it was just so so bizarre because that, when you're in that moment, you're in the dream. You don't you don't know you're having a dream. That's what I'm exactly. Like those things are so crazy because like things will happen that make no total sense. Yeah. And just like I mean that that's is really it. Like most of my nightmares I've ever had growing up, and if I still have them now. Some of them, you know, some of them will be back, will relate back on the older topics like that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, some you can't control and like that just totally makes no sense. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've have I've had nightmares one time where I literally skipped from like, it's like, I didn't, I didn't skip a beat. Like, I skipped from being one place to another, a whole other place. Oh, yeah. And like, another, this whole other thing happened. And it's like. These bizarre yeah, adventures you'll it's go like on events, throughout these It's like dreams. event after event. And it's like. Literally, you wake up and you feel like you're dreaming, like yeah. for thousands of hours. Or really, you're only sleeping for just a couple minutes. Yeah. It's always crazy. One of the ones I hate is when you're having a fantastic dream and it just feels so real. Yeah. <laughs> and then you wake up and you're like, "Wait, shit! I'm in bed. <laughs> no, that was amazing. Why no. didn't that actually happen?" <laughs> no, nine percent of times, if I have dreams, the way I wake up is. You know, you'll do something in your dream. You'll hit something or throw something or get attacked or mm-hmm. attacking somebody, and you'll move. And and when yeah. I'm actually sleeping, and you know, I have like my a little nightstand like really close mm-hmm. to the side of bed I sleep on. Yeah. And I don't know how many times I'll sleep and I wake up by either punching it, like in oh, my yeah. sleep and waking up and hurting, like being like hurt yeah. but laughing about it. But like, I mean. That's really how you always wake up. You actually, you're actually doing something in your sleep. Yeah, I'll, like, I'll, I'll have a lot. Like if I have a dream where I'm falling. Oh yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, and you'll like, jump. And yeah, then like you'll I'll, I'll be up. asleep and I'll feel like I'm falling or something, and I'll just oh, yeah, like, jerk. <laughs> oh, sorry, I probably just made a lot of noise on the <laughs> on the uh, uh, microphone there. I hit the desk. Sorry. But yeah, but, uh, yeah, I'll jerk like myself awake. Right. Uh, oh, one of the funny things. Uh, that uh, happened to me in the uh, in the hospital. Uh, uh, 
after uh, my suicide attempt um, was uh, you know I was I was I was doped up on uh, Norco's and everything, so I was really really tired, and they just fed me charcoal and stuff, so <laughs> I slept for like two days, just about. Because yeah. they came in there for two days and there was nothing to do. It was just a room with four walls. Yeah. But uh, there, uh, there were some hot nurses around, <laughs> and I had just paper scrubs, and <laughs> uh, so like I fell asleep. So I was having. I where it's going to. I was having very nice dreams about <laughs> about the pretty nurses, um, and I was like laying on my back and I wake up and there's a window right, right in front of me where the nurses and doctors walk by. Right. And I wasn't wearing a blanket at the time. <laughs> so I wake up and I am just full Hitch mass. In the fort. Yeah, I'm just full mass. I'm like, oh, so I just lay on my side <laughs> and like wait for it to go away. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, I guess maybe I made someone's day or maybe I just like <laughs> made someone laugh or gave them a show or whatever but yeah pretty sure they they see that a lot though. oh yeah oh, I mean they're totally used to that though honestly. oh yeah for sure it was just it was just this weird thing for me <laughs> they're just like oh I uh, oh wow, this is happening no telling how long that was going on yeah either. yeah that was crazy. crazy but uh oh yeah uh, and back to the whole like uh, the childhood thing and uh, one of the things I've realized during my therapy is, uh, or when I was in Crossbridge, really, it was one of my triggers um, for when I get really anxious. Not necessarily, well, I guess uh, enough ang- with enough anxiety, it'll lead to a panic attack, but right. that'll lead to a lot of my anxiety and irritation is people fighting. Right. And that's, fights, that's, arguments. Yeah, that, and that's because my mom and dad used to fight yeah. a lot, like right. uh, especially when I was going through like. Like thirteen, like young yeah. teenage years. Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, when when my dad was getting on, you know, he's you now drinking more, getting on Xanax, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so those were getting to become triggers and everything, and uh, which honestly, that I mean, I told you when I was going through things and I was I was, I, I was researching stuff. Yeah. That was literally one of the main causes to ninety percent of problems. Yeah. Uh, it was either things happened in childhood or. Um, divorce or really just fights growing up in the in the household there's nothing but mm-hmm. fighting and stuff like that and like I said that was your biggest trigger yeah. so I can believe I mean that yeah that, that's really I don't, I don't know if it's my biggest trigger but it's definitely one of them one that of I them, figured yeah. out and that it, it's it's a reassuring thing to to figure out at least right. one of them All right you know um, because uh, for the longest time I haven't I haven't known any of them yeah uh, But yeah, and like, uh, also like, yeah, the uh, the public anxiety because like, yeah, dealing with Tourette's in school mm-hmm. um, definitely led to more of my public fe- fear of being out into not not fear, not fear necessarily just, just I, being more I don't open. like yeah I don't like being in public places with a lot of people right um, like when friends ask me to go out to bars or anything stuff yeah. like that I go to parties or family even family events stuff like that yeah. so I want to go there's gonna be a bunch of people right um, and. I think that may have stemmed from just with the Tourette's not, you know, like being around a bunch of people and like, like not wanting to make that <laughs> right noise right. and, you know, stuff like that. It's like, uh, it's a lot of stuff I'm figuring out as I, as I go along with this, uh, with this therapy. Um, but yeah, like just remembering all the stuff now, like during school, 
mm-hmm. and everything about like you know I I get made fun of that much that people were pretty understanding for right. the most part like I got called names sometimes you know like Hooters because I used to do the owl sound the <laughs> I used yeah. to get called Hooters by this one kid which I actually thought was kind of funny so I really didn't give a shit <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah so that's that's how kind of you know everything came into uh, came into fruition about you know public anxiety right um, and I think. That's definitely something I got to work on too. It's one of my goals of going and socializing more, meeting new, meeting more people, and like yeah. going, not even necessarily going out because I can't afford to really go out and do yeah. stuff like yeah. go to bars or anything. But it, well, even just like going out with Steven or whatever, like I could be DD, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that, and just let yeah. them drink and then have fun with them while they exactly. drink because it's fun to watch. That's always fun people. anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just fun to do that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like I was saying, oh, they. Your group sessions, you're saying how, mm-hmm. say, like, at first I would think that just one-on-one with a therapist would be a lot better than group sessions. That's how I yeah. would feel. But I haven't done group sessions. You know, I, I did one-on-one yeah. when I was little. But um, but now, thinking about it, like you're saying, with you're in the group sessions, there's people that may have the same symptoms as you. Well, not mm-hmm. symptoms, but same problems. And yeah. There's people who don't. But honestly, that is one of the best ways to try and get – Get off your chest more because you'll relate with somebody that's going through the same stuff, and then, oh, yeah. like, say you're about, you say you're about to meet up with some guy. Uh, yeah, a TJ who yeah. I met in Crossbridge. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's, I mean, like I said, that's a really great. Like you be able to say you you really want to get out, and then that's one thing you need to you need to get out. But also you'll be getting out mm-hmm. with those kind of people. Um, yeah, like uh, it was it was just a thing of I gave him my phone number and like we we call and talk and right. like. If he needs to vent, you know, he'll call and talk to me about, like, his family his family stuff, which that's not my place to say on this podcast yeah, what exactly yeah, what his yeah. problems are. Exactly. But, uh... But, I mean, that is good, though. I mean, that's probably, honestly, I really do think that's probably the best thing oh, yeah. for that. Yeah. I mean... And, uh... And, and, yeah, keeping in touch and find, find, finding those people that you can talk to right. and vent to, no matter who they are, if it's a new person that you just found... Like a, a fellow person that's in a mental institution with you, or if it's your best friend or family or whoever it may be, or if it's right. if it's a god that you believe in, you know, whoever you can talk to about this kind of stuff, venting in is that, venting in, in of itself period. is just a great method yeah. of uh, kind of controlling stress and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I know you had you had some topics that you wanted to bring up, just you know about depression in general. Yeah. Um, did you want to? Yeah, I can do that. Um. I mean, like, honestly, he was asking me what kind of topics do I like to bring up about, and I was saying depression, um, I think depression leads to all the topics that you brought up yeah. that would trigger a lot of things. Um, like, I mean, mine's not, you know, mine's not as bad. I mean, our family has been, has gone through stuff, you know, a mm-hmm. lot, and your side has different stories, my stories, side of the family, but, um, yeah. um, now I grew up, my dad, uh, they got divorced when I think my mom and dad got divorced when I was a year old, I think, right, a year old. Um, my dad, he was, he wasn't, I wouldn't say he was a huge alcoholic. I mean, he drank, but mm-hmm. his mistakes he made in life was because of drinking. Yeah. And led to just stupid little mistakes. Um, yeah, it led to further mistakes, yeah. yeah. And so, of course, being divorced and I was at that age, um, at first, you know, it really everything wasn't really that bad, um, but I got to, I had a little I had some memories with them, you know. Yeah. Um, of course, at that time I was more of a daddy's boy, 
at that moment, but then mm-hmm. I think I was around age. Um, I first started to remember lots of things. I was probably mine like five or six, you know. Yeah. Um, my dad kept getting back in trouble with um, it was drinking a lot, and he had you know family stuff going on, and his escape was drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he didn't want to work, so he had to pay child support. He he ended up not paying child support, and yeah, his way of dealing with that was running, uh, yeah. running away. Well, and, uh, not to inter- not to interrupt you. Yeah. Um. Like there, it was like one of the things we learned in Crossbridge was like with coping skills. There are every just everything is coping skill. Like your dad running away, your dad like doing this stuff. Everything was a coping right. skill, but there are coping skills that have very negative effects yeah, yeah. to your life. Exactly. So like there's there's good coping skills and there's bad, and some of them have negative consequences and good consequences. Mm-hmm. But stuff like that, like going like overusing substances, exactly. and running away, are definitely like very negative. Right. Like like um. Like you're saying, yeah, they're like beer, alcohol. Um, sometimes that can be escape, but mm-hmm. you use that way too much. I mean, for, at first, people probably use it in, as, as a relief. Yeah. And then that's how, I think that's how some alcoholics develop because yeah. they see how much they love it. And that can, that can be anything, you know, just marijuana, smoking mm-hmm. uh, tobacco or chewing tobacco, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah like um, me right now, I, I'm stressed smoking like right. a motherfucker. Um, like I said, I mean... I'm I'm 19 now. Like yeah. now I'm 19 now, and yeah. Um, I mean people thought it was funny because you know I was too young to be saying how I'm dealing with depression and stuff like that. But yeah, you you you're never too yeah. young. Everyone goes through. I it. started. I mean, also I was the crowd I was hanging out with wasn't that crowd. I'm saying like just I guess countryside people. So yeah. all, like all the like teenagers, young teenagers, want to do old dip and stuff like that, and so. Yeah. Of course, at first I was like, "Yeah, I'll do that. You know, it'd be cool." But then I really, I really realized when I was probably about fifteen, mm-hmm. um, I actually liked it. It was, I guess, is um, the nicotine in it just yeah. cooled me out, mellowed me out. Yeah, you, and get, of course, you just get that little, that yeah. little nicotine buzz. But, but of course, you know, I couldn't do it as much. I mean, I was fifteen, fifteen, yeah, sixteen yeah. years old. I couldn't do it as much because <laughs> it was illegal. But I mean, yeah. growing since about fifteen, I've been off and on like. Just mm-hmm. hanging out. Maybe sometimes I'll take a pinch, or um, went from actually doing tobacco, uh, like dipping. I didn't like dipping anymore. Mm-hmm. So I would chew, like yeah. chewing back. I, I chew. And I used to chew now, yeah, um, yeah. and now I gave that up uh, on because I was like, you know, I like my teeth. I like my yeah, mouth. Yeah. Um. I really don't want to take a big chance of doing all that, mm-hmm. and also. I really did. I like. I hate when people dip. I think it's the grossest thing. And then it, it, I did it. I've tried it a couple of times. Yeah. I can't stand it. The flavor. I like doing it, but just seeing like I love doing it. But then yeah. seeing other people and then how gross it just it, really looks. It just looks nasty. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, no, I can't do that no more. Like that's how people probably look at yeah. me. You I th- know. I think I described it to my uh, uh, my friend Cody Clark uh, one time as it looks like you're taking a shit out of your mouth <laughs> <laughs> whenever you spit <laughs> really that stuff is. out. I mean. But honestly, I mean, I didn't. Of course, I didn't want to drink because my dad. Yeah. I didn't want to smoke because a lot of people in our family, you know, smoke cigarettes a lot. And yeah. I mean, I grew up around smoke, so like, mm-hmm. and I saw just how much people smoke. Like, I'm not gonna do that, you know. And I've, we've had uh, people who passed away. Yeah. Because of it, and so I did not smoke. I didn't ever like smoking. Of course. Yeah. Drinking, no. Um, but. There, like I said, there's also other different kind of skates. But back mm-hmm. to where I was, where I started. Um, 
So my dad was always in and out of trouble. And so at that point, from probably about age six to, I say probably about age thirteen. Yeah. Um, I was living with my mom, and she had she married another guy, uh, and they had a kid, um, Grace, my sister Grace, and she's, uh, she's thirteen, fourteen, thirteen. She's thirteen, I think. I thought she was fourteen. Now? Yeah. I thought she was. Uh, she's. Like, yeah, I think like fourteen. Yeah, she's yeah. thirteen, fourteen. Um, Something like I, that. I, I'm not good with all that, but yeah. anyways, um, so <laughs> not uh, that happened, and um, but I can that, remember, I can remember because like my I know my sister's six years older than me. Yeah, so I always know you're three years apart. I'm three years apart from you. Yeah, that's yeah. always new. But um, so she left. She left my dad. It was a really domestic and violence because she left. I guess I'm uncomfortable saying that she left him because he came home drunk. Mm-hmm. And put her hands on her, and so. But of course, the funny thing was, my mom's six one, yeah, six two. My dad's like five four, and yeah. so really, his intention was coming home and putting hands on my mom. Really, my mom put hands on him. Yeah. So, but you know, it's, you still this, need to leave this, that. The short guy coming home to this Amazonian, <laughs> yeah. like he's trying to, yeah. yeah. But I mean, um, but at this point, at this moment, like in my life, I went. You know, I don't blame my mom for doing that. It was really the best thing. She was probably thinking the best thing for me, which I mm-hmm. agree that was probably the best thing. Um, but so back to when I was about five or six, so he was in and out of jail because of child support. Um, he didn't pay it. And then I mean, he got his license suspended and he would still be like driving yeah. just little stupid mistakes, you know? Yeah. Um, so he was in and out of my life a lot. Um, mm-hmm. just in and out of jail, but, but not long because it was for this little reasons like that. And yeah. so, that as time grew, my mom hated him more, which mm-hmm. caused her not to let me see him more. Yeah, just you know? that, that resentment. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the basic kind of divorce kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, really. Um, so that happened. And then I remember I was right about age eight. It was about eight or nine. He was actually, yeah. um, I won't say clean because I mean, he, he still drank, but he wasn't drunk all the time. He, you know, yeah. he was basically drinking. Um he did that a lot, and so I got. He, spent, he, it was it was getting into more of my mo- yeah. more moderation. Yeah, and so I mean, I grew closer to him then. Um, so maybe I say about two and a half, three years, he was mm-hmm. doing good. Uh, I remember uh, he got a job, he got his own place, and so I was over there yeah. almost every weekend. Um, and so I, like I said, I was about nine. I was about nine or ten years old at the time. Um, but thing is, at home. The the guy the second the second as my mom was with um he he has own problems also um which mm-hmm. he brought problems from his childhood home to his marriage and really yeah kind of messed up the whole marriage really yeah. and so the household was not a really good house to be in and so you. really my escape with that time was going to my dad's um mm-hmm. I loved going to my dad's when I was little and um so that all ended when um I was about probably about nine or ten years old. It was probably nine. Um, mm-hmm. I remember it was one weekend I was over there, and he told me that he has done something stupid, and that he says he promised that he'll see me later on yeah. in life. And, of course, like, I really didn't really know what was going on. I was too young to really understand. But, yeah. he, you know, this was, like, last week, and he told me how much he loved me and stuff, and he was saying he's sorry. And mm-hmm. then I remember that I didn't see him for a while. What really happened was uh, he was back. He, was, he started actually popping pills a lot. He was on pain medicines like yeah. crazy like yeah. he was eating like vitamins and the i remember now um 
back in that time, I remember literally the guys coming up and he would be buying like the big prescription bottles. Yeah, the big bottles. And so I was like, now that, I mean, I didn't understand now, but now I understand like, yeah, that's what he's, he's buying pills mm-hmm. and stuff. And so he did that and um, he, uh, I found out he got like two other women pregnant. So I had like, I have, I have like two or three step scissors I probably yeah. haven't even met yet. Yeah. Um, and then well, he was also go, going back again, not, not to interrupt you, but fine. just, uh, like going back to the uh, you know going about pills thing, yeah. uh, it was like when I went to work at uh, certain electric jobs right. that, my, that my dad uh, worked at, mm-hmm. um, and his friends and whatnot, and they would talk about how you know oh yeah Phil would come by you know I we'd uh, we'd take some Xanax together and stuff like that and like yeah. I worked there but it was like I resented them because yeah, it was like, they be you fed into you my dad's you know Xanax right. addiction like right. are you fucking serious. <laughs> Why would that? That that's stupid. I don't know why they would really feed that to you. Like, that's pretty stupid. I don't know. And they knew, and they knew he had a problem because he would, dad would like go to work on a power plant and fall asleep yes. while driving a tractor. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, same way, same symptoms with. By me. the way, I tooted. That might come. That might come to you in a little bit. <laughs> but just. All right. I'm just gonna go ahead and cover up. Yeah. Just page. uh, just fair warning. This this gonna be be cautious of it, but uh. <laughs> Um, so yeah, all that happened, and so I didn't talk to my dad, hear from my dad for, um, about five or six years, um, and actually, I heard something about him, um, from one of his friends told my mom, and so, but I was still, you know, kind of young, and, um, but from the age where he left to about 13 years old, I was angry, all the time, um, I got in fights in school, in elementary mm-hmm. school, like a lot, and it was because I was so pissed off all the time, and about my dad. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, I never talked about it, so everybody was always confused why I was always so mad. That was why, but I wasn't at the point where I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. And then I would come home from school, which you know I hated school. I come home from school, and the that marriage was messed up. I mean, he, uh, I won't really say names, stuff, but that husband, he, um. He has all set of problems. He had really, really bad anger issues, mm-hmm. um, and you know he's he's cheated before and stuff like that. And yeah. he was just everybody had problems, but he has had this really bad anger anger problems. And mm-hmm. um, he he really he didn't drink really. He didn't do pills. Actually, I don't remember he, he never did pills. Yeah. Um, but I know from time to time like he would go and smoke and stuff. But yeah. that's it. But um, thing is, he hated my dad. Because at that moment we were pretty broke for a while, and they mm-hmm. wanted money from my dad for child support. And yeah. when they didn't get it, he came towards me, pissed off. And oh, really? I was like 10, 11 years old, you know, and yelling like, at me. Like, like came to you, like to vent, or yeah, just... to vent towards me, yeah. me pissed off, and you know, just little little stuff. And so, um, that marriage lasted, um, I think about 10 years, maybe. Yeah. Um, with my sister, my mom and sister and him, and um, she got all of that, but thing is, I was the oldest, of course, it was me and my sister, I was the oldest, and mm-hmm. um, the more I stayed, the longer I was there, things got worse, um, I started, I put hands on people and on him, and um, it was at the point to where I, I just turned, I was about to turn 13, yeah. and I got, I hit growth spurt, yeah, I, I grew up a lot, yeah. and their marriage got worse to where my mom knew where I was going to pretty much either get hurt or hurt him. Yeah. Um, and that actually did happen. Um, yeah. 
things went down and to to prevent from me getting better i actually moved out moved my grandparents uh Mm -hmm. because at first my mom was kind of terrified that like who i was becoming i was just so pissed off all the time and i was she was pretty sure i was gonna end up hurting somebody yeah yeah and um and i was literally 12 13 years old like yeah i mean that's kind of like bad how that happens at age and so just from there on i was um it can happen at any time yeah i went with my grandparents and um i was with them for a while and they it was a hard transfer because like you know going from that that and like i was that place where I didn't have to argue 24-7. I didn't have to yell. I didn't have to worry about all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, and it was hard because I was always, I would give them attitude 24-7 yeah. and just be pissed off. And they're like, you're here for, to not, you know, to not have that, to mm-hmm. not be stressful and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Um, and so that, I was there for a while and um, I'm actually still there. But, uh, so and she got she divorced that guy. You're there now, but is 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 it a little is it a little better? It's better now because I'm older. I mean, I'm not I'm 19 yeah. now. So um, and the dad things um, like I said, I it's just last year, I heard from my dad for the first time since mm-hmm. I was like nine or ten, um, and I was like all those years I was so pissed off at everything. Like yeah. I was so pissed off at him, and then I grew to where like it didn't affect me no more. I literally like. Nothing affects me now. People yeah. people say, oh, you're lying. Literally, nothing affects me now when it comes to him. Because, like, to me, I've seen where he's messed up in his life. And mm-hmm. I've seen how he did wrong as being a dad. And so, like, honestly, I'm thankful for, like, the thing, the bad things he did. Because yeah. it literally showed me what not to do as a parent like, yeah, yeah. when I go there, you know. Um, so, really, I got, I, got, I got positive out of all his negatives. Mm-hmm. And, um... So he's a. Uh, you learn from his mistakes. Yeah, I really learned from all his mistakes. Yeah. Um, so, still haven't seen him since then. Um, I have a knock contact him through Facebook, and that's how he got in contact with me. But yeah. he still try reaches out to me, and I just I kind of I keep my distance a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Still haven't met up with him, but now um, I'm not really I'm not stressed out about that no more. Like I said, um, I've still recently been with a lot of depression because of. Uh, First of all, school. Yeah. I've always, I'm not, I haven't been always a good school person. I'm always been like a C average, C minus average, you know, yeah, kid, no. like barely passing, like yeah. every single year. That I, was I, me. Oh, that was a lot of me in, in yeah. my later high school years. Uh, right. Yeah. And then, I mean, high school came, and thing was, I got friends that would help out with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it was a little bit better. Um, and I had to find, I really had to find, like, my skate to mm-hmm. all that stuff. And what it led to sports. Find, yeah, finding an escape is really important. Right. Uh, that that I've found, and like whether it be sports, like soccer for me goes for a right. while, but I kind of grew out of soccer for some reason. I don't know why. <clears throat> but uh, now I think it's like I'm gonna, I'm going to be on a you know on a run, running and jogging break, right. you know, doing stuff like that. For for me though, like right now, one of my biggest escapes is music. Like mm-hmm. listening to just really good music that yeah. I enjoy, just relaxing. That's a really big thing. Yeah. Like I mean, it really is. Like my, I probably skipped this, but um, right when I moved in with my grandparents, uh, after leaving with my with my parent, my mom and my uh, stepdad, mm-hmm. um, they're like, okay, uh, they knew. It. They I mean, I was also I was a little chunky. I was short and chunky. That is. Yeah. And but they also I was so pissed off everything. So like they uh they did um football. Yeah. And so like C league football because I could, I wasn't in high school or anything the JV or stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I did C league, and um at that moment 
really I think their biggest thing was like getting me to be less chunky yeah. and um, just a little bit more fit, which it did happen. And then going into junior high, uh, I hit growth spurt and um, mm-hmm. I actually went up. Like I, I was like, I hit a couple more feet. I got skinnier, but yeah. I was dealing with a lot more stuff then. I was really, really depressed more about um, yeah. my mom and and, that, and my mom, yeah. me and my mom's you relationship. Got like, you got like that body image yeah. confidence so booster, but you were still dealing with bullshit at home. I was still pissed off like all the time. Yeah. And so at that moment, I actually understand the game of football and everything. And um, mm-hmm. at a school I was at, they like wrestling a lot. Yeah. And I was like, man, wrestlers are gay. I don't want to be wearing that the singlets <laughs> and stuff. I don't want my, you know, mm-hmm. the little, I don't want, I was not comfortable with it. So I did football. I don't want to do nuts on yeah. my neck. I was like, I don't want to yeah. deal with that. And I did football my seventh grade year. Loved it. And I remember it was my, um, my it was like spring of seventh grade year. Yeah. And a coach asked me why I wanted to do football so bad. And I remember telling them, I said, I get to hurt people without getting in trouble for it. Yeah. I was like, get, and that sounds get so take bad. Out some of the- what? Because, I mean, I was at that age, like, they were, like, just looking at me, like, this kid wants to hurt people. And I was like, yeah, pretty much. And I was like, yeah. and they're looking, I mean, that was really my escape. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a coping skill. It, yeah. it, it's, uh, you're getting out some aggression in right. a sport where you're not going to, like, ac- actually, you know, really, really yeah. you know, hurt it's somebody. Contact, um, that was, like, I loved it. Yeah. I just loved it so much. And then. Um, so that was really my escape, and after yeah. that, even like when there wasn't no season, like off season, you know, yeah. I'd still find stuff to do like that, and I loved it. And actually, that led, I said I would never do yeah. it. Eighth grade, I wrestled, and yeah. um, that was like honestly, I wish I wrestled them all whole year through high mm-hmm. school. They're having the football, um, wrestling. It, I, I was still dealing with lots of stuff, and honestly. It literally let ah, it shit. let I go. I forgot so to do when well, I the storage shed. I wanted to try to find my skateboard so I could. Oh, I'm gonna use a skate all the time. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see if I could find my skateboard to skate around the neighborhood and like listen to music and stuff and just I and chill. Better. Better or a bike. Be, I mean, we used to be great. Yeah, we used to the BMX bikes. Yeah, I yeah. That. But I, that, every time I get a bike, though, every time I try to get a bike, I never stick to it. <laughs> I never stick to it. I never like, bike besides when I was doing BMX stuff, yeah. not anymore. Yeah, I can't do all that. But yeah, I mean. That everybody needs to find their escape. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's negative. Like we were saying, drinking, smoking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, more kids. That stuff is in moderation. Right. In moderation, because right. like especially especially with like like drinking, especially in moderation. Like yeah. marijuana, it's still in moderation. But I even like I I especially like, like for you. as as a medicine. Yeah. Because I've done it, and like it's one of the things that has normalized me yeah. the most. And but, I didn't like medicine. Like yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. I didn't like taking medicine as a kid, and like. Um, pain. Like I said, I'd get hurt. I would never want to pop a pain pill. No aspirins. Yeah, I, I would never yeah. want to do it. I, I looked at my I had dad. A big. I had a big aversion of that. Yeah, because of my dad right. as well. Just just because of his addiction to Xanax. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was like, no. I told you that. I mean, I remember in eighth grade where I dislocated my knee. I mean, it was like my kneecap was like on the other side of my leg, pretty much. Yeah. And I did not take any medicine at all. Yeah. I was sitting there in pain for so long, but I was like, I'm, I don't take, I don't yeah. take medicine, like, um, cause to me, like people say, if I would have taken it, and would have made me feel good, yeah. And I was like, dang, I like like that, mm-hmm. and then maybe that would become a permanent thing. It's yeah. like, I mean, I, that's what I'm really, really afraid of. And to this day, I mean, I'll take stuff, you know, for like allergies and crap like that, yeah. and every once in a while, I'll, I'll take an aspirin. 
Yeah, um, stuff but, like headaches. Yeah, and, yeah, general. But I mean, I st- I'm still like that today. Yeah. Um, I mean, I take I take clonopin for anxiety, which is like a step down from Xanax, right. and I didn't even, I didn't even realize that until talking to a therapist. Yeah. And, and like, uh, whenever I tried to commit suicide, I I mean, it was it was very hypocritical of me because I was of the uh, my dad being addicted to Xanax and everything, and one yeah. of the things. Uh, one of the two things I tried to do was take a bunch of Norcos, which mm-hmm. are just pain pills. I just poured a bunch in my hand and took a bunch of Norcos, and then yeah. I, I tried to slip my own wrist. That's the best way I tried to, you know, commit suicide. Right. And it was just like afterwards, like thinking about it, like and and realizing, okay, I don't want to do this and getting help. Right. And it was just like it's so fucking hypocritical <laughs> because I've been on my I was on my dad for the so long right. about the pain about pain pills and stuff, and now I went and did that. And, yeah. I mean, I yeah. was it was kind of not as heavy kind of the same thing when I was talking about tobacco and stuff like I yeah. looked I was like dude that's disgusting I'm like what no I don't want to do that and then I did yeah. it and um so you know like I said I stopped that but yeah but pain pills I yeah, still like, th- yeah, yeah just like things you see through childhood especially yeah. like it's like oh they're drinking beer and like like you, you may like accidentally try a beer or something or like try to sneak a beer yeah, or something I mean, oh, that's disgusting I'll never do this <laughs> And like the sequels dip in or smoking cigarettes, like oh this is so gross. I don't want to ever do that. Exactly. It's like again, like the main point kind of for this episode has been like you know things in childhood that progress into adulthood right. that, that have changed. You know? Exactly. Like, I think that's where we're gonna end uh, yeah. today's episode. This is again, this is uh, going mental. Uh, the new podcast, me chronicling my uh, uh, journey through depression and. Uh, and, and and anxiety and Tourette's and suicidal thoughts and and in my in my therapy and of course I will be having guests like my lovely cousin and friend Colin yes, yes, yes. Knight here uh, bringing people on and uh, <clears throat> anybody else that also wants to come on and like tr- if you just want to tell your story just like yeah, trying to give a, give out advice or whatever um, uh, I have an email for the uh, the for the podcast uh, it is going mental pod at gmail.com and also if you can get in contact with me i don't have a twitter for the for the uh for the podcast yet i might make one i don't know but for now you can reach me also at at phil medieval on um on twitter as p-h-i-l-m-e-d-e wait yeah p-h-i-l-m-e-d-i-e-v-a-l yeah yeah um and i think a really good thing is if people really don't want to be on the show, yeah. but they are listening and they they want to know more more topics and stuff, I just be welcome just to send in stuff that you're dealing with and like oh, yeah. our opinions yeah. on it. You know, and we yeah. can talk about yeah. it. Yeah, fire off ideas. Oops, sorry, hit the microphone a couple yeah. times. Yeah, fire off ideas of like things you would want to hear about and everything. Right. And, uh, I think that'd be awesome. Uh, but yeah, like I said, this has been going mental. Um, PJ, this is this is Colin, Colin. and uh, everybody have a. Have a relaxing day.